Hi there, and welcome to the Concept 101 podcast. My name is Daniel, Stefan, and Jules. Uh, we are three concept artists currently working in the industry, as well as the organizers of the Concept 101 event in London. Uh, in today's episode, we'll mainly be discussing who we are, what the podcast is, and doing a general kind of introduction. Uh, so the first thing to kind of talk about is what is the podcast uh, and why did we make it? Uh, I don't know if either of you want to cover that because yes. otherwise it's just me talking. No, so I think the main reason why we wanted to bring this podcast uh, and make it is because... We're self-obsessed. Is, yeah, we are. <laughs> no, no, I think there isn't enough. Um, there isn't enough uh, podcasts that cover... Um, not that cover t- these topics, but necessarily that have people who are who just joined the industry early on. Yeah, we're just trying to bring something fresh. Uh, most most podcasts have people that have been in the industry for a very long time. Yeah, like 15, 20 yeah. years of experience. And, and comparatively, we're, we're, yeah, we're, we're all new. here for about two years, maybe, if that. So you know you can really trust what we're saying. <laughs> yes, we're going to say only bad stuff. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I think it's, it's, it's that experience that we have that you, I guess, forget once you've been in the industry for a long time, you forget how it was when you were starting out and those kind of... Yeah, I mean, uh, I think most importantly, we have recently got into the industry and, you know, the main listeners for things like the Concept Art Podcast are students and I think our time as students is all very fresh in our minds, mm-hmm. as is our, like, entry into the industry and, like, our progress. And I think the hope is that, you know, if you're listening to this podcast you're hopefully only a few years away from getting into industry and you can kind of grow and learn with us rather than us just like passing advice down to you, so to speak. Yeah, well said. Yeah. Um, And on that kind of note of like, you know, the experience that we have, it's probably good to introduce ourselves. So uh, Jules, do you want to go first and tell us who you are, why we care about you? (laughs) Please care about me. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, so um, my name is Jules Darila. I'm from Switzerland. I currently work as a concept artist at Framestore, um, and before that, I was at Painting Practice. Uh, I studied in Bournemouth University um, a course called Computer Animation Art and Design, uh, which was interesting and not really useful for concept art, but I think we'll talk about this later. Um, yeah, I moved in the UK five, six years ago now, and that's it for me, I think. Okay. And you studied 3D in the... So, like, the computer animation? Yeah, computer animation was, like, like the 3D pipeline. So, basically, what you need to work within a movie production or video game production. But you, it was very, you know, it's universities in the UK. So, it gives you, like, some bare knowledge. And then you have to, like, fight. Or, like, not fight, but, like, you have to do The bears. Stuff you have to fight your, the bears with the bears. <laughs> fight knowledge. the bears, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, luckily, I'm Swiss, so... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, no, um, you... Are there bears in Switzerland? No, no, it's not, not because I kill all of them. Oh, you got them. Okay, <laughs> there, there are some, but uh, not well. Uh, anyway, because you killed them. Yeah, yeah. obviously, obviously. Um, nice. Yeah, I think that's too long for me. So, Stefan. <laughs> Stefan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I'm Stefan Valasek or Stefan Valasek, um, and I'm from Slovakia. I've been so. I've been drawing for like about nine years, I think. I think it's like roughly the same time, same amount of time I've been working out properly. Um, and I've been 
so I studied concept art in UK actually. So for four, for three years at Staffordshire University, um, and then I've been working at Shark Mob London for over two years now. And you're the old man of the group. I definitely uh, yeah, I'm very old. Uh, I'm the oldest here uh, by like a year. Yeah, <laughs> senior man. Yeah, and I've been uh, in the industry for just a little bit longer than everyone here. Um, but are we? I guess later on, I think I was, we'll speak about what were our first experiences because uh, with the job, because uh, obviously I didn't start a shark mob. I started by doing some freelance and stuff like that. Okay, nice. Um, so I'm Daniel McGarry. I'm a junior concept artist at Industrial Light and Magic, um, which is cool. Uh, oh man, I'm having a blank on who I am. I'm having, I think I've, I've dementia. <laughs> um, um, I studied um, first a foundation degree in Bournemouth, uh, which actually was at the opposite university to Jules, although we never met. Um, thank we've, God. We've been enemies since we've then. We've been enemies since yeah. then, yeah. Um, and after that, I spent three years at Central St. Martins in London studying um, graphic communication design, um, which I then kind of used to pivot into concept art once I graduated. Um, and yeah, that's about it, really. Um, I, I, I grew up in the UK. I think I forgot to mention that, but it's probably obvious from my voice. Yeah, I think but, just by um, listening to us, people know where we're from. Stefan's just like they know we're not from the UK. Yeah, yeah they know yeah, yeah. Dan is from the UK. Yeah. I could do accents, I but that uh, might get the podcast pulled. <laughs> <laughs> um, I always get guess, and people can never really guess where I'm from unless they have specifically like Slovakian friends. Usually, they go like, "You from Spain or something?" Because I look Spanish. Or yeah, I think you do look Spanish a bit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I always get it. Spanish, Italian. I'm yeah, like, no. This is this is great, Spanish. guys, for an audio podcast talking <laughs> about how we look. <laughs> This is what. Hopefully, you have a nice picture of Stefan to look at right now. Hopefully, yes. Yeah. Um, so we've spoken a little bit about who we are and what we did, um, but I think one really kind of important thing to talk about in the introduction, especially with the minds of like you know, the kind of goals of the podcast, and we, you know we want to talk about our early careers and stuff. How long did it actually take for you guys to go from studying to professional work, and was there kind of like you know, did it feel like an easy transition to go from studying into the industry for you guys? Um, yes and no. Um, I think for me, it took me about almost a year since I finished uni until my first, my first real like full-time job at painting practice. I graduated during um, COVID. So it was this kind of weird time where I don't think it impacted COVID, uh, the industry so much, the concept art so much, but it impacted the university a lot. And yeah. and um, also, I'm I think looking back now at the time I didn't have like necessary skills to properly start you know or, like I could do freelance or like other stuff we'll talk about later, um, but yeah so basically just stayed in in Bournemouth. How much like, of your university experience did you lose because of COVID? Six months. Oh, I lost two years. Yeah, that's yeah. that's hardcore. My brother now as he started when COVID hit, um, which. Like he finally now is living regular university. Yeah, yeah. It's anyway like university with COVID. Uh, don't, go, <laughs> don't go. Just go to Radon Land Square or something. Uh, better courses or CJMA. I don't know. Anyway, um, and yeah. So did work on my portfolio for a while. Traveled a bit as well. Uh, went 
to see family in Switzerland as well as where my girlfriend lives in Greece. And after that, I kind of spent some time to properly learn all the skills I was missing from university. And after that... Uh, so did you did you have a period where you were applying for work? Yeah, yeah, a long time, a long time. It was, it was such a weird thing because, you know, like you... you it's very hard when you're when you're starting or when you're trying to get into the industry to kind of figure out if you're good enough. And I was applying to places, even places like like mobile games. I really thought I could do easily, like not big mobile games, like very small mobile games. And I was being rejected. Actually, I didn't get any answer at all, right? And <laughs> and and like yeah, so it was like hard. I was like, I mean, am I even good enough? And then you kind of look at what other people do, and I was like, okay, yeah, I feel I'm, I think I'm good enough. Until there's just someone, I guess, that's willing to give you a chance. Yeah. It's it. Wait, so it's you I also think. Sorry. There you go. So you applied for after uni. You applied to game. Yeah, games, studios that were like mobile films. games, and you got rejected. Yeah, 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 dude. With I mean, the it's portfolio insane. that you had. Yeah, but I was at the same the time. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I mean, I think one of the things is though, like, I mean, while you did have a very good portfolio, maybe it just wasn't good for what you were applying for. Probably. And yeah. I mean, also, I think one of the things is like, you can have like a good quote-unquote portfolio but even still you know this is a job that often requires a lot of introspection about like where you're lacking Mm -hmm. and i think probably you know from the time because i i think i was following your work between then yeah yeah and like you definitely improved because i think you took a look at what you were doing you're like okay where am i actually missing the skills right yeah i guess also because i finally took the time to be like okay what do i need to do to work professionally in these things it wasn't before it was like, oh, what do I feel like painting that I think is cool? And it was more like characters or it was less professional work. It was more like mm. hobby work. Yeah, you showed us some work recently, I remember, maybe like two weeks ago that was from university. And we were both so shocked that it was your work. Not because it wasn't good, but because like stylistically, it yeah, was yeah, so yeah. wildly different Very to uh, anything you do now. Borderlands-like yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Like self-shading. Self yeah. Um I think I think it's also just someone willing to give you a chance. I, I got this interview opening practice and they were like very short interview and they were like, Yeah, you start Monday. Mm. And they were like, You're gonna work on Wednesday. <laughs> so I went to like I went to being rejected from like the weirdest mobile games that no one ever know about to getting the chance to work on Wednesday, which was great. And then yeah, opening practice very lucky to be part of the team and i think that's often the case i mean i um so i was very lucky comparatively and i i started working before i actually graduated technically um i mean it didn't really matter because i was working from home either way because of covid but um it was you know i i got two very nice opportunities uh one of which was ilm which i ended up taking which was amazing and then um i also uh, was considering for a time Gearbox and mm-hmm. moving to Texas, which would have been amazing because I love their games and what they do. Yeah, that that would be... I mean, obviously, yeah. given what I was painting at uni, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. like some, a place I would love to work. Yeah. Maybe a bit less now, yeah. given how we... Are you doing more film work now as yeah, well? Yeah. yeah. But I mean, yeah, I, I had applied for other places in between that I think generally people would be like, oh, if you work at X company, you would be able to get a job at Y company. But yeah, I never even got replies from them. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes it's that's just the way it is where like things just get thrown into the bin by hiring managers and stuff. Um, and yeah, stuff just get gets canned really easily. Also, yeah, you know, like if, if they work on a car game, no matter how good you are, you're not going to be hired. I mean, at least myself, I, I'm not going to get hired for a car game. Even 
So you might need to specify because you don't have cars in your portfolio, yes, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a lot of the times in car games, they have like licensed cars, so you do a lot of the environment stuff. and yeah. Like in Forza, you know? Like, yeah, but I think yeah. the point is like, you have to be lucky to be on like the right kind of project yeah. that a company might be working on. Yeah, I mean, when I when I got into Shark Mob, I, um, I was going through the interview process. Wait, we need the preface of between university and, and your job. You need to tell us what happened All in right. between. Um, so... Before uni, oh sorry, after uni, I've applied to a bunch of companies. I started to apply, and I, I, I did a little bit of work for a theme park company, um, which was one of the worst experiences I ever had doing freelance work, and it kind of showed me what I didn't want to do, like the people that I didn't want to work with, which was good in a way because I I knew what I wanted after that. So then I went and I lived in Germany for six months and I suckled around Munich, uh, giving away portfolio, my portfolio, I printed out my portfolio and I was like knocking on doors and I, I spoke to Trickster, Rodion, uh, those are the two ones that I remember, I think, because like the, they actually let me into the office, uh, I signed an NDA. And the other I, ones you broke into, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, the other ones, it would be like, I'd be on the door, be like, oh, can I show you my portfolio? You're like a, you're like a vampire, you actually, have to be no, invited they're, they're, in. You're just I, throwing food at them and then they have to just let you to clean yeah. them or something. There, there, actually, there were two more studios, I forgot their names. <laughs> that was very weird. <laughs> As I was talking, I was like, what the fuck am I saying? Uh, Sorry. Uh, there were other two studios. Um, that I went to as well. I think it was like Cinecide or whatever, but they were really nice. Um, and I never got a job out of that, never in, in at least in Munich. But I did get another little gig from someone I knew to work on like a stylized um, animated kids movie. Uh, and I worked on that for about a couple of weeks. Um, and then I got an offer from Shark Mom after that. And I was happy to move to London and start working AAA games, we can say. Uh, and I had a lot of fun. And just to quickly uh, explain like the, the thing that um, with my portfolio, when I started Shark Mob, um, I, had, I had applied there and I had a project there was very sim uh, like in my portfolio. There's a project that they liked uh, for some of the stuff that they were working on. They don't, don't say which project it is, Stefan. I'm not saying which project it is. <laughs> I'm just saying that there was a project within the portfolio that they thought was good enough that I didn't have to do an art test. Basically, uh, they thought, "Oh, this is this is what we want from you," um, and that's it. And then I started to work for Shark Mom. And I think sometimes it's not just about your skill level. It's also about just getting lucky and just fitting into that vision or the things that they want. Kind of like the thing where if you want to work for on Uncharted, you know, then you do like Uncharted related work. And I'm not saying that there is a like, yeah. I kind of disagree. I don't think if you want to work on a particular game or, or IP, you should necessarily be making like homages to that IP. Because I think... But generally think, a lot of companies most of the companies i know yeah but you don't want to be applying for sci-fi work and do fantasy work you know well I don't you know it depends i agree a bit with stefan i, th I think it depends like, how much variety you have right if right. you only have sci-fi okay yeah yeah, yeah. but like yeah, yeah. If, like if i it, i think like yeah, okay fine if you have like a general portfolio then it's good but i would yeah. say 
I wouldn't say if you want to work on, for example, like the rule with Star Wars is if you work, want to work on Star Wars, you probably shouldn't do Star Wars fan art. Mm. Like that's, uh, you know, like kind of a rule, I guess. And I, I, I'm I never, sure that's the same yeah. with most other companies, yeah. you know, because if you're creating stuff that is, you know, so close to the original IP that it's homage, then I think that can often like kind of indicate to employers that you won't bring anything new to the table. I think we could just summarize in a way that... Um, have a generalized have to, portfolio. Yeah. Yeah, you have to. Have, it's good to have generalized portfolio, but it, more than that, it's sometimes you don't really know what the company is looking for, and you can just get lucky by having the right pieces or having the right style or the workflow yeah. that the company likes. You know, like for example, CIG. We know that CIG likes line art, right? So I would imagine, or like stuff. Yeah, CIG likes line arts. Well, they, if you have I mean, very they hired good, like Shang and yeah, Danny. Yeah, if you have very good line art, but I would say Jen. I heard the opposite. I heard that Chris really? Roberts. Yeah, I heard Chris Roberts really only like. likes polished. Yeah, like yeah. final keyframes. But but none of us yeah, work yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah so we don't work here. Anyway. Maybe we can get Danny and Callum on for an episode, yeah, yeah, yeah. and we can get them to publicly rag on their company about um, yeah on, on on the big boss on the big yeah. boss. Yeah, um, yeah that sounds like a good, good idea. I'm sure they love it. And all that. Yeah, all yeah. of the questions be like, well, so what do you think of your boss? <laughs> and the secondary question will be, what about your art director? <laughs> <laughs> What's the most NDA thing? <laughs> yeah. Could you explain on this audio podcast a piece of visual work that you've done that's very NDA? <laughs> Um, great game by the way I like it have you played it? yeah I played it I've never played I it I play it but I've only watched I've watched Danny it. play it yeah it's it's cool but it's the kind of game that kind of develops slowly so you only want to play once in a while when there's new stuff uh, also it I, can be very I tedious need... and slow to play so if you play for like an hour and get things finally started because it takes ages to do everything it's almost like a simulation of space right? I, I need a I need a game that's like a quick yeah. cocaine hit yeah. you know yeah. just a little bit of, yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, like like Overwatch. That's my current like game of choice. Oh yes, yeah. yeah. It's not that great, but it's kind of like I just played like half an hour. We should we should play um Dark Tide together. New Warhammer game. Ooh, cool. that does look. I've got cool. it. Yeah, I did uh, the mentorship with Miguel when he was working oh, on it. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. I didn't get to see anything, but it looks cool. I mean, he's a great artist. So we we're just using this podcast to <laughs> find time to play together. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that can be the next episode is we just completely yeah. don't. We just play video games yeah. and sit there. Well, the, the next project we have is the live stream video game. Which <laughs> comes <up> <laughs> Perfect. Uh, let's bring the conversation slightly back on track. <laughs> um, was there, you know, when you were going from uh, studying to professional work, which is what I think what we were meant to be talking about, um, do, you, do you remember there being kind of like a bit of a breakthrough moment for you, you know, where you kind of went because I, I can remember I have a feeling that there was like maybe a month of my life where I started my work started doing better online I started having other professionals following me and I was like oh I, I think I'm a professional now if that makes sense like even if before I was hired do you know what I mean yeah um and I was just wondering if there was if you guys can remember a moment like that or if there was any particular thing that happened that uh made you feel like a professional or feel like you had a chance of becoming a professional finally I think it's every time I need, I would learn something new. Like I remember a course from JAMA, mm. like the EV Blender course, something like this. And that's, I was learning Blender at the time because I didn't know how to learn Blender until I finished uni. Mm. Uh, how to use Blender, sorry. And um, yeah, and then I did that and I was like, holy shit, it makes everything so much easier. And I, I saw like my work getting better and getting more attention online. And yeah. I was very happy with this. And after that, it was just 
like maybe some freelance work I did uh, where I felt like I was able to deal with the clients. But it wasn't mm. construct related. Uh, and then, yeah, I guess the m- main real moment was when I, someone told me you got the job. Mm. And I felt like, okay, it's not just a dream. Because, you know, after a year of trying and being rejected, you're like, ah, okay, maybe, yeah. maybe, it's, you know, you doubt a bit. I didn't get to that point. Yeah. So, yeah. um, Lucky you. Yeah. <laughs> Daniel yeah. never had to deal with that. I never had that that particular brand of emotional I, yeah. damage. I, d- I definitely had that as well. It took me eight months until I got the job at Shark yeah. And I obviously, I, yeah, I was doing some freelance work, but only very, very, very little freelance work. And it was like not anything big that would make me feel like, yeah, I'm, do- I'm doing it, you know, I'm making it. Um, and it was. Yeah, it was it was quite tough because, as Jules said, the are sometimes you get from people like, "Yeah, you are good enough. You should be in the industry, right?" Mm. And then, and I then think that's not. almost like one of the yeah. most annoying comments that you could possibly get because, oftentimes, it's like everybody has a very subjective opinion as well mm. of like what good enough to be in the industry is, depending on like. I, I think one thing is as well, like we're, you know, all around the same age and stuff, and a lot of people who might say that to you are people like art directors um and and kind of one of the things is like a lot of people who are art directors now uh even like you know this usually on average would take somebody like eight to ten years to become an art director or something right Mm -hmm. and when they were being hired as juniors the industry was so wildly different to the way that it is now um you know the quality standards and the quality bar i think have just like shot up over the last five years especially with the introduction of 3d and like more available 3d via sketchfab Courses um, and everything. Yeah, courses as well. The just general massive amounts of information you can get. And so the expectations are way higher. I so when someone yeah. says, hey, you know, you're good enough to get into the industry, oftentimes I think they're talking about like, hey, you're good enough to get into the industry 10 years ago. No, I'm sure they are comparing it to some of the work that but they're then, seeing around themselves. I mean, you say that, but then, uh, but then, I mean, has anybody who's ever said that to you then offered you a job? Do you know what I mean? They've been like, you're good no, enough to get I mean, in the industry, but not at my company. But in a, in a, in a funny way, though, I was told that I'm good enough to get into the industry. I think Ricardo was Lima. I did a course with him. I uh, did a course with him too. Very good. I recommend it. Yeah, it's 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 in CGMA. He's a great, uh, you know, if you a great artist. If you ever want to do that course, reach out to me. I'll send you a PDF file that breaks down all of the stuff. I'll send you the course for free. Yeah, <laughs> no, I think you're I, just admitting I did, I did, to no. like stealing stuff <laughs> no, right no, now. I, I'll sell the no, course to you. Yeah. No, it's I'll do like, the course for you. No, 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 it's more like a like breakdown of all the thoughts that he was teaching. So I wrote notes for everything. <laughs> don't do that, man. Gonna, yeah, no, don't no, do no, that. No, it's like, it's, I feel like it's a good preparation for the course. Um, Fair enough, okay. It's, it's, so it's, the best preparation for doing the course is doing the course via Stefan. <laughs> I'm not... Oh, you think you're just trying I'm to steal Ricardo's gig, man? No, I'm saying go do the course. And if you want, you can read the notes. It'll help you. <laughs> No, because I feel like a lot of people didn't get what was in the course. Like, if with most of the people that I did it, not to say anything, but I felt that... But you are saying something. Making enemies right now. <sighs> yeah, I'm saying I fucking understood that course better than anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm saying it because I improved most, uh, most out of everyone in that course. Uh, and, I, and I improved because of the things that... He you wrote down and, and stole I, in your yeah, PDF. Yeah. And I understood exactly what, what he was black saying. Anyway, right now. Yeah. my point is... Uh, <laughs> Guys, if you need a copy of ZBrush, hit up <laughs> Stefan. No, my point is... Unlimited keys? Yeah, my point is that 
um, after that, I did the Atom Hawk challenge, uh, and then I did a few more projects. Nice misdirection. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but only like eventually, two months, let's say after that course, I kept doing work or three months or whatever, and the bulk of work that I've done during that time, uh, together with the Ricardo Limas course, you know, probably everything before my uni work, everything after my uni work is what got me the job uh, at SharkMob. It wasn't like I did a piece uh, right after, right, right before I got hired for SharkMob and they were like, yeah, this is the piece, you know. No, it was, it was, I already was good enough for eight months or nine months or whatever uh, after I finished uni, basically. Uh, well, I mean, you did improve quite a lot in those eight months. So I, uh, why do you think that you were good enough for that whole eight months? Because you clearly made improvements and made better work and then you got hired. Well, I, I guess it's a feeling, right? Like, I yeah, mean, but I, I think I, everything I was good about my work. But I think everything like, after Ricardo Lima's course to the last piece that I did before I hired the Sharkman was similar quality. Well, I would say that also like, some, some, I'm just gonna. Mm. I'm, I'm moving. I'm pivoting from this point. I don't. Right, no uh, but like, I would say something that's interesting is you spent eight months making new work, and actually, one of the other things you were doing besides improving during that time, even if you were good enough during that whole eight months, was you were, you know, actually just increasing the size of your portfolio and showing mm. a greater variety of things you could do, showing off a greater variety of techniques and skills. And that is important. You can have one project where like somebody could look at it and go, God damn, this guy's like Jamie Jones. But if you have nothing else in your portfolio, you're not hireable. So mm -hmm. sometimes it is a matter of just building up your portfolio. I mean, yeah, sure. um, our friend Fernando, who is like a r amazing artist, mm -hmm. he good. was making work for a very long time, which I thought was like at a really high professional level. And it actually took him a while to get a job, I think, because it was just like to do with the body of work in his portfolio more than anything else. Yeah, I, I think... It's just an industry which is still very young and evolves very fucking fast. Yeah. And there's no, you know, if you want to be a doctor, you go to uni. And, and it's you, easy. You, you it's do a easy. Yeah, easy. Doctor. doctor, easy. Brain surgery, easy. <laughs> Surely I, I need one. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, but you know, like, you, you know how to do it. If, if you tell your mom, I want to be a doctor, any fuck, everyone is going to be like, yeah, you do that, you do that, you do that. Boom, you're a doctor. If you succeed, right? It's, yeah. it's hard, but you know how to do it. There's, if, there's if a laid say, out path. If you say someone, I want to be a concept artist, there's like a million ways to be. And I'm, I can assure you that in two years, there's going to be like another five ways to do it or even more. And some of the ways that used to be valid are wrong now. And the other thing so is... It's just, it's just a big mess. You know? if you're, no... Yeah, if you're doing like a more prescriptive career path, like, well, like becoming a doctor or a lawyer or whatever mm -hmm. it may be, it's very difficult to get those jobs and stuff. But I think the other thing to remember is like, at the end of those courses, there is a piece of paper that you're handed that yeah. says you're a doctor or you're like, you're good enough. Yeah. There is nothing like that in concept art. You can graduate from any of universities, even like the best universities in the world, like New Edge mm. and um, Art Center. You know, even if you graduate with a diploma from there, it's not automatic that you're getting a job, right? The, the, the paper the paper and the CV is your portfolio. There's, yeah. there's, and it's the only thing that, that has values. On that note, in when I started when I started working, because I started working before I graduated, mm. I never even showed my employers that yeah, I same, had graduated. Same, same for me. And and when I told I never I never even mentioned it. They never asked. So, you know, it, it does show you like I think and we'll we'll do an episode on this like another time about universities and, and self teaching and stuff. 
but it is interesting you know like that it's a very um intangible kind of thing this idea of like being good enough for the industry you know yeah. it, i think it's it's just that there's a way to prove it very easily both for you're right uh, if, if you're an accountant you can't prove someone easily you're a good accountant you need a paper right yeah so that's why portfolio is so easy it's just visual like people just have to look at it it takes like two seconds and someone who's been injured for a while two seconds they know and two you, seconds to look at you can bullshit a lot two of stuff. years to make yeah as much as you want you're saying you can bullshit your way into being accountant but you can't bullshit your way to be a concept artist no i don't think that's yeah. at all what he's saying <laughs> <No>. <laughs> You're just trying to make enemies yeah. everywhere. <laughs> Why are you so fighty today? Is, I'm not fighty. Um, I think <laughs> my mom started in finance. So. Okay. <laughs> I, I, he was defending his no, mom. No yeah. offense to your mom. <laughs> uh, we, we should do an episode of your mom jokes. <laughs> uh, uh, is, that is an essential part of being a concept artist, I believe, at least. Um, can we? Can we? Do you want to move on? I want to <laughs> ask because uh, I feel like we created a little um, mm. question here, and the question is: So, how do you like if if you are if I let's say I'm a student, yeah. and you have to give me an advice of what should I be working on to be able to get into the industry? Oh, um, I got this. Let's say I only I've been drawing for a year, right? So I'm like I know how to draw a Batman, you know. That's, yeah, 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 that's it. Uh, what would you give me, like, an advice? I want to get into industry in the next four years. All right. So I do... I'm just going to... I'm going to handle this, boys. I do so much uh, student portfolio reviews and stuff. And, like, if, you, if you're telling me you've only been drawing for a year, then the first thing to do is to address your fundamentals. So it's learning perspective, going through Scott Robertson, learning at least a basic level of anatomy from things like Bridgman and Michael Hampton um doing things like draw a box which is a really well put together um kind of illustrative like teaching mechanism online it's free and then probably taking on things like, like courses you know that will help you on cgma doing um peter han has some really great courses i think michael kuss's course right michael kuss's course is brilliant yeah just practicing fundamentals learning what you know how lighting works learning how anatomy works learning how perspective works learning about design looking at like things like alex central's um design basics tutorial which is phenomenal um so that would be if you're a year if you're a student right and let's presume that you have like a basic level of skill that you've already achieved i think the most important thing to do is to take a look at what you look at right so like to kind of essentialize all of the media that you take in and to say all right so i'm a really big fan of let's say uh jamie jones and craig mullins and uh richard wright right who are all these like brilliant kind of like promotional artists kind of guys who don't really do that much concept art they just do like the the sexiest pictures <laughs> if those are the guys that you like well then okay you're going to look at their work you're going to look at their techniques so they use like some minimal 3d i think richard wright probably uses the most out of all of them at a, at a guess i don't know him personally but i'm guessing um and then you're going to learn those techniques you're going to you're going to figure it out you're going to copy the same processes and then you're going to look at the companies they work for and apply for the similar work mm -hmm. and that's really the way to do it if you want to work at naughty dog it's exactly the same deal look at their artists look at the quality of work they have figure out their processes and use the same processes yeah uh yeah i, I want to say it's very important that you ask yourself where you want to work and do what exactly what dan was saying that you it's important to to take a moment to know 
like to at least know yourself a goal yeah and where you want to go because i think part of the reason why i didn't get a job for that long is because i didn't know i just didn't know i was a bit confused and also then something that's i think is arguably as much important as everything you said is just being in a community having friends getting feedback like yeah. in yeah. the concept art world like since i've known people in the industry like other concept artists i feel like my work and just my understanding of everything concept art related has just been improving insanely just because i'm surrounded by people like-minded and also these people are going to help you you're going to help them yeah. also online is very important so yeah i think it's another side which is the social side which is very important but i think part of that be, is be being, a nice person as well obviously. i think part of the social side is being modest enough to take on advice willingly yeah, yeah. and not to you know i i'm sure that there was a point in my i mean i generally have like quite a low view of my own work like i'm I, you know i look at myself and i'm like oh, i want to die but uh, I, th- um, I, I think daniel has days when he thinks it's the best and then has days when he thinks it's, it's like the yeah worst. one one day a month where i'm the best and tw- 29 days a month <laughs> yeah. where i'm the worst yeah but i mean it's, it's you're a very low skill ilm artist <laughs> yeah um <laughs> uh, but you know it's it's being modest enough to look at your own work and to really take a knife to it and just to say like yeah this isn't good enough i mean i i do quite a lot of work on my own time and i will regularly completely butcher a project and start it again in fact i literally did a painting yesterday which i think probably in a lot of production settings would have been good enough but it's personal work and mm. i want to improve so i decided to start again because you know i sat down i mean it's funny but I think for a lot of your career, you spend a lot of time building up skills. And then afterwards, you spend so much time. The most important thing, at least in my opinion, is you you spend a lot of time not painting and just looking at your work. Mm. Um, Like, I will just stare at my work for like 10, 20 minutes sometimes and like really try and figure out what's wrong with it rather than... um, I I think some people, it was the phrase, like they try to polish a turd. You know what I mean? There's there's a... Good analogy. There was the Bauhaus school in, in Germany, and there were like two teachers that did an experiment. One teacher had a class, and it was a pottery course. Right. And they had a semester to make the students learn the best pottery, right? Like to do good pottery. And one teacher tried to give the whole semester to the students, and they had the whole semester to do one pottery. Mm-hmm. So they have to keep working on the same vase, and they have all the time in the world to make it great. In the other class, they had to make like one per day. Yeah. And by the end of the, of the semester, obviously, the people that have been making one very quickly every day, they got the best looking vase. Like, the, 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 the last vase they made was the best because they just keep iterating. I feel like that goes against the thing I was just saying. No, because you still do a lot of work, right? Yes, but, 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 but I think but it's... You, but you reflect what you're doing. So you, you spend time because you look at what you're doing, you spend time looking at it, and then you learn from your mistakes, and then you just redo it. Well, I, I think mean, part of it is like... I know. It's like doing both of those things, though. It's like... Yeah doing a lot of work and doing a lot of vases every day, so to speak. That's mm. what I'm doing now is pottery. Um, <laughs> but also it's about understanding sometimes that it is worth your time to perfect a piece of pottery. You know, it's... I Yeah. And, and, that, and that sometimes rather than perfecting it and like, for example, let's say, we, I guess we're just talking about vases now. No, but, I mean, but you're making a vase. You're still doing an iteration on it, right? Right, no, no, no. But this is what I'm saying. is like sometimes it's important to... Maybe you spent like a month making something and to really look at it at a certain stage in your career, right? Because I'm at a stage in my career, which mm. um, is slightly different to both of you because I have a larger body of work in my portfolio. 
So I don't have to prioritize just like putting work out to show my skills anymore, or, or at least for a while, mm-hmm, I hope. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just trying to make also, like... Also now professional work is going to go out of NDA, so you can upload stuff. That's true, that's true. Yeah. That's good. But like, All I, us, I guess so. hopefully, <laughs> no, Stefan not for another like 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. But, um, <laughs> you know, sometimes it's important to make your vase, to spend a month on it, and then to start again, because yeah, you realize yeah. that like, the, you know the base of what was there like the fundamentals which is why again why i think the fundamentals are so important the fundamentals were not there like the painting that i did recently it was um i mean i think i, I took it off my instagram so probably no one's gonna see it um but i posted it so maybe some yeah it's the one of the dude being electrocuted jules just made like a really grabby hand motion across the table <laughs> at me um but i looked at that painting and i was like you know conceptually i think this is cool i like all the design elements and I'm practicing a lot of my painting skills at the moment. And, you know, I finished it today. Or no, last night. I posted it. And then I was like, I've posted it. So I'm like calling this version of it done. And I will look at it again in the morning. And when I looked at it again in the morning, I was like, oh, man, the, the, the 3D forms are off here. The lighting isn't right. The values are wrong. I, I think this angle doesn't work for like the concept. And you know what, to like really learn from the experience that I've had there from that analysis, I have to redo it. Do you know what I mean? Like maybe I will do something else in between, but I have to redo it to really yeah. take that lesson home. I guess the key element is iteration. You, iteration you, you, yeah. you can spend a lot of time on something, but just iterate. And also not being too too uh, precious about what you're doing. Yeah. Um, th- th- there was a, a live drawing course that was happening at industry workshops yeah. back in the days. And the teacher, every time... We, so it was like a live drawing course at the event, right? And every time we finished an image, it was like, okay, take your image, take the page, <laughs> fuck it up, like mess it up, you know, yeah. and throw it in the bin. And then you start again. And like every artist in the room, they were like, oh, like what? We're like, we like, no, I've made this drawing. I want to keep it, you know, me included. Uh, and and sometimes it's like, yeah, actually there's no... I think that's a really yeah, important yeah. lesson to learn. The the ability to it's just, just get rid of stuff. step to learn something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um cynics talks a lot about it on youtube with like his paint explorations you know where i don't know if you've ever seen those but he essentially does like multiple paintings over the same painting so he just and he records it i don't know about it so he will so he just has like a singular layer and he just paints and paints and paints and paints and he like builds paintings out of the old paintings and stuff so it's very like interesting idea but like i took out of that you know that like I, i started doing that for a while when i was like oh my god i don't know like 16 or 17 and it was a really fundamentally changing moment for me because I realized suddenly after doing that, you know, I was like, okay, like not everything I do has to be perfect, nor does everything I do have to be kept. Um, so, I mean, that, that was great. I mean, yeah, I think, I think you're totally right. It's a really important thing to do. Uh, Stefan, do you have anything to add to that? Or? Um, you know, as I've been speaking, I've actually forgotten what I was speaking about. <laughs> I was kind of like a train of consciousness. It was just going. Yeah. Um, I just I th- move on to the next. Yeah, thing I, th- I think the subject. Is- I think I wanted to say something, but I oh. forgot about it now. Oh. Um, was it about like another course that you've stolen? No. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, uh, so vases. We're uh, going to open a oh, shop. Yeah, I want to say one one vases. I want to say about the iteration thing as well. Uh, it's just, yeah, never be afraid to iterate um, on anything that you do um, or change it, and I think it's going to only help you to push forward. Uh, and but also don't stare at your work f- 
forever, yeah. all the time. You I say think, it, I, that's why I do that. But you do it for twenty minutes, not for yeah, three but, hours. But uh, you, you, like a week, and then you go away. You know, like yeah, yeah. I, I, I feel I, like at the end of the day, I've heard maybe about people that like on the same project for four months, and you're like, yeah, but no, finish something else now. Like you need to change, you know, yeah, to go, to go forward. Yeah, just keep keep iterating. Keep, uh, vi- keep I think trucking. Vita- I think Vitali Bulgaro said that the, it's about the speed of iteration. The faster you can iterate, the faster you can get to the final design, right? Yeah, um, I think it's also to do with um, or painting. It's it's a hard yeah. thing. Like to me, it's very hard to iterate. Oh I, no, I agree. Like I never want to iterate. I'm like no, no, I'm, I like this. And I, I, I never iterate. And then I'm like, shit, maybe if I iterated, I would end up with a way better design. Like, I, I tend to do a sketch, and then I'm like, okay, I like it, and I just do the keyframe. Yeah, well, you know, it's interesting it's because a lot of the time, I think, especially because I'm using more 2D processors now, I kind of forgot that I need to do, like, thumbnails and stuff. Like, because I built some, like, basic 3D, like, some very, very basic 3D to use as a base, just so I don't have to do perspective. And, like, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want to find character references and stuff. I just use the 3D to create the references. But... Um, you know, it's really interesting because yeah, I, I retrospectively the thing that I should have done before I started this image was I did one sketch and I was like, yeah, it's fine, and I started it. I was like, why didn't I do more? I could have done like, like conceptually, I think it's a cool idea, and I should have done like ten black and white thumbnails to like really explore that. And you know, that's probably the next thing I'm going to do is to go back and to start looking for different camera angles and stuff, maybe in the 3D and doing different sketches and stuff. Yeah. And you know, I think also because of what we do working on films yeah iteration is less needed yes less yeah, value so over, over speed yeah. so maybe I, I, I believe probably you stefan you do much more iteration that we yeah, do. I do a lot of iteration because it's game right? yeah. yeah whether me i mean I, I don't know do you do a lot of iteration at work for certain projects yeah. where it's like a request but if the request is so i think that also the differences between work and personal work is when you're doing work, you're given a brief, often with references, often you might mm-hmm. be working with a set that they've provided you, maybe with characters they've even provided you. So it doesn't need as much uh, iteration a lot of the time. Sometimes it does. And, you know, I, I wish, you know, in the film industry, there was more space for that kind of self-exploration. But a lot of the time, like you said, in films, it's just like, bang, 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 here we go. Mm-hmm. Let's hurry up. Why isn't this done yet? Um, yeah. Well, actually, no, that's not the case because usually I'm fine. But um, no, but the- I mean, that is the general vibe of yeah. the film industry. You, you're rushing to get something out and then they want to iterate. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's exactly it's like, right. It's like you never have time to iterate. But Until you always you come back to it to yeah. iterate. So you're always rushing something. Like Yeah, it's like you rush the first version yeah, and yeah. then you have to spend yeah. three months working on that version yeah. in the same camera angle. Like what we said, publishing a third, that's VFX work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, man. <laughs> that's very harsh. But, very harsh. But no, it's not always like that. But sometimes with uh, That's tasks, Jules's opinion and not mine. I hate um, my job. Yeah. <laughs> no, of course not. Um, and also, working in films is insane. I love it. I, yeah, I love working in films. I, I, it is. I would find it very hard for something else. Right I now. love working in video games. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I have to say, I love it more. <laughs> it's better. We're gonna fight about this later. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna throw vases at each other. Yeah. Yes. And the my pottery my, my, my one will knock you out because I spent more time crafting. Yes. It. yes. Yeah. So Yours will be yeah. It's tougher. Yours I are gonna be weak out. ones that you yeah. made every day. Yeah. Yeah, but we got we got more more of them. Ah, oh, yeah, that's true. On you. So we we can like. I don't know why. I thought it would be kind of like me and you versus Stefan, but now it seems you and Stefan versus <laughs> me. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> I'm not sure how these like lines divided up. But anyway, <laughs> um, I mean, just as like a, you know, kind of nearing the end of the hour now, I think. Are we, Jules? Uh, 43 minutes. 43 minutes? Almost I can't 44. see the timeline yeah. from where I'm sitting. So. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, I mean, something, you know, we're talking a lot about like going from student to professional and stuff and all these fun, fun things. But something that I think is kind of nice and a poignant thing to think about is like, can you tell me a moment, you know, that made you the artist that you are today? Especially since this is the introduction episode, you know, like mm. what what is something that you think happened to you, whether you got lost in a supermarket or maybe somebody gave you some good advice that that made you, you know, create the cut as a child screaming. <laughs> oh, great. Um, that was that was what made me the artist I am today. <laughs> Just <laughs> screaming in the street, screaming children. <laughs> I, I've got a very bad windows at my place, so you might hear cars or. Uh, what do you mean? This is a professional recording. It's shouting kids. Yeah. Is that is that what's? Going on? Wait, like, can we get back to the other thing? Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, God damn! I write notes and and, uh, and screaming children. It's always kids. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. What? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> What was a moment that <laughs> you just completely just no, yeah? No, no. What oh was the God. moment that made you? What was the moment the that made you the artist that you are today? Yeah. Um, can I? Yeah, yeah please start because I don't have an answer yet. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, so I think the first thing that comes in my mind are the people that I'm surrounded with. That's not a moment. I want a moment. Uh, Give me like a singular, like an event, like. If, yeah, see, it's more I, difficult let's, now, let's, isn't it? Let's, I've got one, if you want. Yeah, okay, go. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. I think uh, going to the UK for the f- two industry workshops for the first time. Yeah. I was 15, and a guy called Daniel Matthews. Uh, not not me. Yeah, <laughs> not, not the, <laughs> uh, Daniel Matthews, one of the guys that organized industry workshops, he very kindly introduced me to all of it. And he was like the entry door to the industry and the entry door to understanding what was the concept artist and the level needed and all that and it was like mind-blowing it's like i was going to disneyland you know i, I flew yeah. from switzerland to london which is already insane when you're just you know because people go to london to travel right yeah and then i go to this event where it's like it's like all kind of they all almost look like people which are superheroes to like concept artists and i was like uh-huh. wow i want to do that and yeah i think it's that's when i really started to understand mm. what it was what it took at, at the time i mean looking back i did not understand but that's the moment that kind of i think we all have stories kind of like kinda that changed yeah yeah yes. uh, and also that made me being sure i want to do that like i was okay that's why that's my goal you know and it's like my passion actually can be a job yeah okay. M- maybe i have a diff- different i'll just go with the answer that i wanted to say so what's okay then <laughs> so don't engage with with my notes at all no, no, I, I think because what made me, if I think about the artist that I am today, do you mean like the art that I create or what made me want to become a concept artist? Cause yeah, seen... like the art that you make. Okay, like so what what, what was think... like a defining moment that set you on that path? So I have I met a friend at uni, Alex, and he was the first. So I started doing concept art and I was like, yeah, I should all be do, I guess, environment concept art. It looks cool. And then I was like, what do I have to do? I was a very like this kind of, person who just break down what I want to do and just do it without any emotions just be like okay I have to learn perspective and just go and learn perspective I have to do the thumbnails okay I'm gonna learn how to do thumbnails and I would go through these skills never thinking about whether it's fun and I met this person in uni who genuinely just loved creating things he was just excited to come up with an idea and then try to polish it and if it didn't work out he just moved to another idea and that's that's what he did 
and that's something that I've never seen with anyone before, before I met him. There's tons of people like that now that I know, um, but for me, that was something that will, that I feel like changed the way I work uh, right now, and the artists that I'm, you know, it influenced, it influenced me a lot, I think. Um, the power every, of friendship. Yeah, that, that, no, I mean... Uh, no. No, <laughs> what I mean is, yeah, just, just meeting someone who really enjoys coming up with ideas. And every time I work on a project, I try to be, oh, try to think of back to that time of Alex, like enjoying coming up with ideas. And um, I live with uh, Daniel as my flatmate now, and he has similar approach to art as well. So I, I try to feed off of that. And yeah, I feel like those You really things, are like a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have to be invited in and you feed off of other people's energy. Yeah, but th I guess that's that. That's the moment, I guess, is meeting someone and who really enjoys uh, coming up with ideas. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think I, I would, I could probably tell very similar stories to both of those, whether it be like in Jules's case, like going to an event, the first time I went to an event and like really understanding how bad I was. That was a big <laughs> moment for me because at university, I thought I was hot shit until I went and like met professionals and I really went around the whole day talking to people and being like oh what do you think of my work and they'd go yeah it's pretty bad and i was like oh okay yeah, yeah, they're, they're yeah like, cool. like, i think you should learn how to draw first somebody i won't say who like, um uh <laughs> somebody <laughs> who i don't know how to phrase it without without giving away who it is but somebody told me um who, who i kind of work with now uh told me <laughs> okay. that when when they saw my work they said to me i think you should go into mobile games that or animation i, I don't think you'll make it in film yeah. <laughs> and that was the, that and that was a really big wake-up call for me that honestly that spite drove me so far guys you know mm. that's um, this is what daniel feeds off yeah just i feel spite. like a spite i'm a just spite like, vampire you'll never make it <laughs> i will make it and there was a guy at university who said it to me too as an illustration tutor he was going around the room and he was like oh, what do you guys want to do? What do you want to be? And everyone was like, a children's book show, this and that. And when he got to me, I was like, I want to be a concept artist. And he literally looked at me dead in the eyes and went, yeah, no, you won't. You won't do that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just yeah. crazy. Oh, wow. uh, so but, similar experience, so teacher was like, no, people don't become concept artists. Like, there's something <laughs> else. And then after 10 years in industry, they're like my painters and they have an opportunity and they become concept mm -hmm. artists. And I was like, great, thank you. <laughs> yeah, cool, cool, cool. But very yeah. inspirational. But... If I was going to, since I'll give something different, you know, because yeah, I've yeah. also had friends who inspired me and stuff like that, but I'll, I'll give something different. I would say that something that really has influenced the work that I make today is the fact that growing up, my parents, who are very supportive and lovely people, um, gave me a lot of resources to go and try traditional painting, you know? Mm -hmm. And when I was at school, and especially at school, actually, although I had like a very mixed school experience, we had a great art department. I was able to paint with oils. Um, you know, I was able to work with really big canvases. Uh, I was able to work with gouache, watercolor. And on top of that, we had this neighbor who lived across the road from me, who was a, who, well, I say was, he is a brilliant artist. And he was able to teach me all these techniques as well and how to properly apply watercolors and oils and use all these things. And that, I think now more than ever, especially now that, like I said earlier, I'm coming back to the more 2D techniques. It's really playing into the way that I worked. I'm starting to realize how influential all of that was for me. You know, all of those years of, never touching digital media actually have really come back to be very useful now that I'm at a kind of skill level where I can synthesize that information around. Um, and I mean, even like I've started gouache painting again and stuff like that when I can. Um, and I think that, yeah, retrospectively is just like been 
amazingly foundational to who I am today mm-hmm. because it's given me that like basis of skills that um you know from a younger age I was able to develop without even necessarily knowing that I was developing them um even things like life drawing like I think the first time I went to life drawing I was like 14 or something yeah, yeah. so it's just having all of those really great opportunities I think um so cool we should that- we should do more life drawings all right if you take your clothes off <laughs> <laughs> We you all go be naked. First. You can't see, but we all. <laughs> yeah, this is, uh, I'm gonna stop this there. Is, <laughs> this is a PG-13 podcast. Bad Come jokes. On. <laughs> oh my god. Um, well, that was. I feel like I was saying something kind of like cute, and then you, yeah. All right. Anyway, I just, uh, I just give up. I mean, okay, damn. So, um, Stefan, please save us. I guess what would be the uh, since we are nearing the conclusion of this uh, podcast I think we hey we, I, I decide when we're at the end alright I, I, okay well um, <laughs> we, we got eight more minutes if you want alright uh, just some motivational speech uh, never give up you know um, <laughs> dude when I was in uni when I was in uni I knew oh the, you were telling me about this last I week knew, I knew oh my all God. the motivational speeches uh, not all but I think I knew majority of the motivational speeches that were on YouTube and me and my friend we listened to them so much we would be walking to university and we would, we would someone, one of us would start the motivational speech and second second one would finish it. Like we would know them, like all know all the sentences, all the phrases, like, yeah. If, if they say So like, deeply embarrassing, Stefan. <laughs> they say some, something like, if someone knocks you on your back, make sure you can look up because if you can look up, you can get up and you can keep moving forward. I think it's that, uh, that's the Sylvester Stallone speech. <laughs> oh my God. This is like such Rocky. a beautiful insight into just psychosis. That's what this is. <laughs> I think wow, we, I didn't know about that. <laughs> I know, I found about this wow. last week. Yeah. I learned something new about Stefan. Every um, you know what? Every podcast we should start by <laughs> a Stephen, new fact with Stefan. A Stefan segment and it's like a motivational speech. <laughs> uh, no, not even that. It's just something that Stefan used to do yeah. <laughs> that he now feels funny about yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, i mean like yeah so i uh, that's that's the insight into how my university life was just like motivational videos and doing concept art every day yeah. um you do need you know what you need motivation when you're trying to do this job it's a very yeah it can be very very tough to get yeah. also i mean if, if if it's what helps you i mean go for it i, mean, I don't to be honest as long I, as i can bully you about it <laughs> it's fine i don't listen to them as much uh anymore they're they're just I they're, I just try to be excited about concept art mm-hmm. rather than motivated about it. I think that's a I think ultimately it's a better way of going about it rather than like because motivation or like that kind of motivation is about pushing through adversities and you definitely need that. Like I have plenty of days at work when I don't want to do work and I just sit down and I push through it. And it's even if the project is really interesting, sometimes you're just not in the mood. And it's good to have the ability to just push through something that you have to do right mm. but i think it's also very important to still look in, in in this job or in your career for things that you enjoy and trying to look for that excitement of also just to find things outside of this job that you can enjoy to be honest as well mm. you know i think uh, uh there's a lot of you know i feel like some people like feel pressure to be passionate about concept art and yeah. at the end of the day yeah. like you don't have to be. It's a job. It's the thing that you can... And it, you know what? It's way better than most other jobs. It's way more fun. It's way more enjoyable. It's way more creative. But at the end of the day, it's still a job. And if you're not 
you know, you don't have to be going into work every day beaming from ear to ear. And if you're a student listening to this, you don't have to be doing your portfolio practice every day beaming from ear to ear. Sometimes it's enough just to do it. You know, that's what's important is just getting it done. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, you know, you shouldn't feel any kind of guilt for not being motivated because that's just a human expression of life. Yeah. Not being motivated. Also, I think it's, it's very easy to feel guilt when you're trying to get in this industry, especially looking at what people post on our station and all that. Like, you know, if I look at my work, yeah, it's such, it's a, my Instagram is a lie, you know? I mean, I feel like all, no, <laughs> no, 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 but I feel like all of our Instagrams are lies because it's just polished artworks. Well, I mean, recently uh, you're posting more tests, even though this is great. You, you're saying that my work's bad. <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> literally like two seconds away from going, I mean, your, your Instagram, no, that is fucking it's shit, shit, man. <laughs> yeah. no, 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 but you know, like all, all the work I post is like, it's work I feel proud about, but most of the work I do, I don't feel proud about, you know? Yeah, it's interesting. Like, it's, even it's hard to compare. And, yeah. yeah. I feel like I do my best work at work, kind of. I, I think it's. It, I, I have done some yeah, work yeah, that I'm proud yeah, of at work. Me too. Yeah. Me too. But, it, but I haven't done a shit ton of work. I'm never going to publish because yeah, I'm not proud about I, it. Yeah. I you know? cannot. They, they work for work. Yeah, I but, cannot. You know. Yeah. I have some, I have def- when I joined Shark Mob, I would say the first six months of that work, I'm never showing to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Even if I get all the, and they go like, yeah, you can post it, there's like zero chats. And you know what, Stefan? That's a positive note to end on because you're always getting better. Can you, can you end this with a motivational quote about getting better all the time or something? Something about that? Um, we'll just make one up, me and Jules. Yeah, the- uh, if you get knocked down, just remember, you'll always get better at making art. Uh, all right. Yeah, no, so just... thank you very much. I would <laughs> get better at passing out every time. Nah, yeah. I, would, I would say just uh, I'm waking up every time. I'd say even even if it feels difficult, as long as you enjoy it and you have a passion for concept art and want to do it, then just keep going with it. Find your little group of friends that want to do it and push you together, and eventually you will succeed. And yeah, it will all be okay in the end. But uh, anyway, I think that's probably a good place to end it. Um, so we really hope you guys enjoyed listening, especially since the first episode. And if you want more of these uh, awful podcasts, uh, <laughs> please feel free to like and subscribe at the YouTube channel if you're listening on Spotify to follow the page. Uh, we release episodes every two weeks. And if you want any more additional information about the podcast or the event, be sure to check out our Instagrams, which are linked in the description below. Uh, Thanks again, and we'll see you guys soon. Bye. Cheers, guys. Bye.